I am Lights Camera Jackson. Welcome to the LCJ Q&A podcast. You can also read these interviews at animationscoop.com. A terrific new animated family action adventure comedy series is coming to Netflix Thursday, February the 9th. It's my dad, the bounty hunter. And joining me, the show's creators, directors, writers, and EPs, Everett Downing and Patrick Harpin. Welcome to the LCJ Q&A, guys. How's it going? It's going really well. It's so nice to see the both of you. Wow, having all those attributes, <laughs> creators, writers, directors, EPs, does that add pressure to you guys, the fact that you're taking <laughs> off so much with this? I don't know if it adds pressure. I, I think for us, is it was all about like, yeah, I can do that, but you need to write? Yeah, we can do that. Like, I think it's just like, we wanted, to, we loved the show. We wanted to get off, off the ground and we we're just doing what we needed to do to do that. We also come from uh, story backgrounds. So that's kind of how we're trained where it's like, you know, you're always constantly rewriting stuff. You're like, nope, that script doesn't work. I'm going to do it like this. You have to do, you know, I did scratch voices throughout my career. Like, hey, we need voices for this. Okay, fine. So you just working in animation, you actually get to kind of touch a lot of different departments. So I kind of let us hear. Yeah, very successful with what you've done with this show. And you've had great careers, the both of you. Uh, Everett being a part of Pixar and Blue Sky and DreamWorks and and VeggieTales. And, and Patrick, you worked at Sony. The both of you worked at Sony. Is that how you met uh, at Sony? That is yes. correct. That's exactly how we met. Wow, wow. Working on big movies like the Emoji Movie, which I liked. I will go down and say that. <laughs> Emoji Movie. Hey, you're the, you're the one guy. Yeah. <laughs> <It's great. laughs> I I enjoyed it also Hotel Transylvania 2 and 3 and of course Hair Love Everett you, you co-directed Hair Love which went on to win the Academy Award and and what a success and what an impact that short has had over the last few years yeah it's been so incredible like just thinking that I was even part of the whole thing it just seems like a fever dream you know um, it feels very fortunate to have been uh, asked to work on that so yeah. Yeah. So you guys met at Sony and then how did you come together and decide, all right, let's take on this show for Netflix. My dad, the bounty hunter. How did it come together, Patrick? We were at Sony and we were like, you know, we wanted, we wanted something more. We wanted to to make something together that we were really excited about. And this idea just kind of came from that need. We basically were like, what would we want to work on every day? What do we feel like doesn't exist in animation? We were talking about sci-fi. We were talking about like a you know black main cast in sci-fi, and this idea we just kind of started spitballing it, and we were actually pitching it as a feature originally, um, which which actually because TV has gotten more like movies now, it it actually kind of we're like you know what we can tell a big serialized story over a season, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it just Netflix we pitched it to. Megan Casey, our exec at Netflix, and she went for it. And then we were like in development here. Um, I mean, I, we skipped a lot of, you know, try here, fail, try, <laughs> fail. <laughs> but Netflix is the is the home for it and, and the perfect home yeah. for it. Siblings, Lisa and Sean, discovered their dad is a bounty hunter. And what I discovered in watching the first episode, Everett, is that Yes, you guys are, are making this story go 10 episodes in a real arc. There is a legitimate arc just in episode one, which you pull off so well. Yeah. Uh, you know, when we put our writer's room together, you know, one of the keys we were, we were talking about, like a lot of times, like in, in serial t- television, you know, when you're doing something that has a, an arc over c- across the season, sometimes like 
you know, the episodes themselves don't have arcs, and that's what we were we were finding. Like, you know, every episode, people have to be satisfied with the episode itself, right? Um, so that was super important. That's the one thing we brought up. Where it's like, okay, each episode has an arc, it, like beginning, middle, end. Something really has to happen, and characters have to have come to conclusions and and uh, evolve yeah. over the episode. What I found moving are the conversations, the conversations amongst this family, before, even before we get into all the action and where the kids go with their dad, are so real and grounded. That was kind of our mission from the jump. We were talking about stuff we grew up watching. We were talking about like when you watch E.T. and like the parents are split up, the mom's referencing it. And you're like, it, it, you know, so many even Stand By Me, which you watch as a kid and you're like, this is not a kids movie really but it but you loved it as a kid because it felt real so like that was kind of in the dna we wanted that um that feel to it even we were talking about like you know early episodes of like everybody hates chris where like the dad's working the night shift and yes. like like don't wake up daddy sleep on the couch you know it that stuff where it's like when you put that in sci-fi it grounds it so much and it makes the sci-fi feel not like it's really happening um and so that was that was kind of by design um and we tried to just keep that throughout the show um is always be like nope this is a real family they can interact with crazy aliens but they are like you right and that relatability factor is there especially with grandma i mean at one point uh, one of the first couple episodes grandma's watching maya and the three on netflix which is a nice <laughs> little it's a nice little nice little nod to jorge and, and that team but she says as well that she cleans up everybody's messes i mean everett that's that's i think relatable to me and relatable to so many people of of the influence of a grandma in our lives 100 like number one i like we when we wrote grandma we like you know of course we love the character but like leslie uggams who voices the character she brought so much to that like like you know she made that character work and the big thing with with grandma is like we wanted a grandma like oh sweet grandma that we love but like oh wait no she's got a little edge to her you know <laughs> <laughs> grandma's seen some things she's been around for a little bit so uh and we just like that sort of surprise so like even though she comes off very sweet she'll be like i'm always cleaning that messes around here you know you do great with that and and patrick tell me about the sci-fi element now we we go into the galaxy with these characters we meet a whole bunch of cool looking characters and a real interesting vibe what were your goals with the sci-fi aspect you know we we felt that sci-fi got had gotten a little kind of very serious and very like desaturated colors. And we were like, let's make it playful. Let's make it fun. Let's go. Let's go the opposite route that we're seeing everyone else go and go more of a fifth element route where it's where it it is consistently crazy and bright colors um, and being influenced by like different, you know, um, like marine life and different other other just drawing from different inspirations so it doesn't feel like yeah i've seen this already um and that was kind of like i think making the world more even space itself where it's like we wanted bright colors like let's not do grounded realistic like let's have space be it can match the emotion of the scene it can be bright red it can be bright green or bright blue and like just really throw out the rule book a little bit with how we approach sci-fi that is cool because in my other life as a film critic and the other aspect of my life, I see so many sci-fi movies and, and watch a number of shows. And you're right that recently 
they have taken more of a serious turn and a sophisticated turn. And sometimes that works, but sometimes we just want the fun. We want the bright colors. We want the zaniness. And that's what you get here with my dad, the bounty hunter. Everett and Patrick are with me here on the LCJ Q&A podcast. The show premieres Thursday, February the 9th on Netflix. At the same time as you're doing everything with the sci-fi, Everett, we have to see from Lisa and Sean their emotions and how they react to everything. And they also feel authentic, whether they're happy about seeing a new creature or scared of, of what's going on. You do a really good job with that. I mean, a big a big part of that is actually the voice acting. Um, both uh, Jacoby Swain and Priya Ferguson are like amazing in that role. I wanted Priya, since what, the first time I heard her on Stranger Things say, you can't have America without, you can't spell America without Erica. I was like, I want this person. And <laughs> she's amazing. Um, she brings like so much like um just like sass but like it's not like it's just someone who's like you know what like i know that i like i know these things and know you have your rules but like they they don't really make sense and so she questions that and um she she brings a lot of that like um you know gravitas to the character and then jacoby on the other hand we just kind of wanted that like kid with curiosity who's all in from the beginning you know like he's the one we always talk about he's the one who believed all the conspiracy theories about the grays and the sarans and so when he finds out that dad's a space you know bounty hunter he's all in he's like yes you know and he's got like you know he's got his his own arc that he has to and a lot of that has comes from you know learning competence um but jacoby brings so much like just character and like just sweetness to the role. I think, you know, it's easy to fall in love with them. Yeah. Yeah. They're really great. And and on episode two, we go to this sports bar in space called Bucky Quantos. Patrick, what's your favorite? Do you have a, a sports bar experience or a memory <laughs> that maybe influenced the design, the look, the feel? Because you capture it well of a cool, fun sports bar. I mean, I was not allowed in sports bars as a kid. I wish I was. Um, my family would be like, hey, guys, we're going to Olive Garden. Ooh, like that would be like the big the big deal. But I think, uh, you know, for us, it was like we wanted it to still feel like the joke was basically like, what if like the John Wick Hotel, you know, where everyone has to behave themselves there? We're like, what if it was like a wing place where everyone, all these bounty hunters have to behave themselves because the wings are that good and you do not want to get banned from Bucky's just that stupid joke turned and like turned into this. And our, our production designer and art director, Yuki Demers and Alex Konstat, like they were like, no, we're going to really design this out and make it look like a they. I think they got a TGI Fridays vibe <laughs> nailed. Perfect. Yeah. Um, yes. Obvious, obviously, you know, BB dubs, Buffalo wild wings, you know, couldn't do that without them. Um, that was definitely high on our reference list. Yeah. Yeah. And boy, am I looking forward to the next John Wick that, that hopefully will be a lot of fun when it comes out in, in March. Uh, yes, you do so well with, with the sports bar and, and you also allow the scenes that take place in there. There's action, there's comedy to breathe. Obviously knowing you guys have 10 episodes, but it is refreshing to see that in episodic animated television these days, the way you comfortably let scenes breathe. Yeah, I mean, and it, you know, we were very conscious of like, we wanted that. And it's something that, you know, you got to kind of fight for, right? Because, like, it's like you're saying, in a lot of modern, a lot of modern animation, it's trying to like, hey, let's get there as quickly as possible. Uh, But, like, you kind of miss, you kind of want to be able to like 
be part of that experience. So we've, you know, we had to push back really hard to make sure like, no, no, trust us. Like this by this time, by this more time later, like it's going to pay off. You convinced everybody well, and and it's, <laughs> it's paying off. What do you guys think about the fact that, I mean, I've watched the first couple episodes. I look forward to watching the rest and I look forward to telling people about this show. What do you think about the possibility of this being a modern family sci-fi classic? Because I can picture the whole family gathering around the TV. Patrick, I'll start with you. I can, I can just, I can picture it. Have you been able to try to picture it as you've been making this? We, that, that was the dream. That was the hope. I love that you're using the word classic. I'm like, I will, I will take that to the bank. Um, <laughs> you know, the whole time when you're making stuff, it's like, sometimes you can lose sight of like who it's for. And for us, that has never we're always thinking about like if I'm watching this with my parents and like they're going to be they're going to be like kind of paying attention. Not really, you know, like, oh, what are you guys watching? Oh, that's cute. And you want them to basically like if they were doing stuff in the background, they've you want them to join the kids and be like, what was I doing? Oh, yeah, I'm watching this show with you. How many episodes are we in? Like you to me, the toughest thing is like getting both parents and kids to invest. And it's like a mix of like. I don't know. I think it's like, I like the same stuff as an adult as when I was a kid, like SpongeBob to me is still like smart for kids and adults. And I think if you can ride those wavelengths, like you can, you can do it. Um, and so far we've been hearing from people and kids are watching it and they're like, you know how everybody's so, you know, uh, you know, they need to do five things at once. They can't pay attention. What we've been hearing from kids is they're just like watching it. Mm like not breaking even kids who have like attention span so i'm that's that's what i'm excited about if they can sit still and actually go through that whole season we'll have done our job that's great everett you want to add anything to that um you know it's again hearing you say that that's that's incredible that it was the hope um for for us that's one of the things we kind of talked about we're like oh you know i remember co-watching when i was a kid and like you know Hearing hear my dad's like, oh, that's crazy! Like, what's going on? Like, what what's happening now? And we really wanted it to capture capture that feeling. Um, I feel like just seeing these characters together, <laughs> it's really gratifying. First of all, really gratifying just as, as as a black creator. But beyond that, I think like just for families, like I think um, a lot of people are going to see a lot of themselves in it. Like, I mean, the characters are very relatable uh, because we based it on people that we knew and we based it on situations that we all go through. So we really want, like, relatability was, like, number one importance to us. Yeah, this is going to be a big hit. My Dad, the Bounty Hunter, Thursday, February 9th on Netflix. Everett Downing, Patrick Harpin, thank you for being here on the LCJ Q&A today. Congrats on everything you've accomplished in your careers and with this show. It is fantastic. Thank, Thank you, you so much for having us. Some lights, Camera Jackson. For all of these episodes, go to Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Read these interviews at animationscoop.com. And don't forget to also go to lights-camera-jackson.com. <laughs>